0: to restore the honor of this precious sport. And we are here to kick you out of our ring. Unless any one of you is gonna do something about it. I'm retired, dude. I uh yeah. I'm too old. I'm too old. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So you all leaving this up to me? Well, I got a really bad case of shin splints. Else I
1: would. Well, I'll tell you what. No, who am I getting? I'm not going to fight him.
0: I'm good, yeah, I'm feeling all right. Baby, I'm going to have the best freaking night of my life. And wherever it takes me, I'm down for the ride. Baby, don't you know I'm good? Yeah, I'm feeling all right. Because I'm
1: good. What I'm better good way night, baby, to I'm celebrate the 30th I'm anniversary right. of Monday Night Raw, the show notoriously known as the Red Brand than by playing a song that samples a song called Blue. <laughs> Hello everyone, I'm Mike McGuire. I'm Joe Aguinaldo. And this is the Sunday Night's Main Event Monday Night Raw Review, Tuesday Morning Cook. Sometimes I gotta think a little harder about that because, you know, it is like three days of the week all in a row. Plus, I've been working a lot with With graphics and things. I don't know if you can see behind me, Joe. And for those of you in podcast land, you don't care. But just in case we have a video highlight of this chat of ours, I, I made some retro style Tuesday morning cook logos that are in constant rotation behind me right now. I, I've actually been staring at that since you've we've started this podcast. <laughs> and you might be the only person that sees them. I don't know. <laughs> we better come up with something funny to say that makes it to the Internet as far as video form goes. But for those of you joining us on our podcast feed, this is our weekly Monday Night Raw review, like I said. And we bring it to you every Tuesday morning, bright and early. In fact, you sometimes get it uh, before midnight, depending on what time zone you're in. And nevertheless, we talk about the Red Brand Show which tonight celebrated a 30th anniversary. If you would like to get this show every week, you can get it on the Patreon feed as well. That comes to you every week after Raw, except for when we get lazy around Christmas. That's that's the one show we've taken off together since Joe and I started doing this last year. But uh, for those of you that know what comes next, buckle up. For those that don't, before we get going, we like to uh, catch up with each other. This is where Joe and I like to socialize a bit and bring you into... Our lives, if you would. Our sad, sad lives. (laughs) How sad? Again, I spent a lot of Monday Night Raw making logos you may never see.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're very nice logos, Mike. I will will give you that. Thank you very much. Did you happen to notice what's over my uh, left shoulder? I did. Mm -hmm. Actually, I... I can I think I know what it is. It's just really blurry. So how is it blurry? I have bad eyes. So that <laughs> is I that that is the that is the WCW World Championship belt. No, that's like. my
1: that's my right shoulder. Oh, the left shoulder. Oh, the Proton Pack, I think. Dude. There you go. All right. The Proton Pack. The Proton Pack has taken the spot where normally the authentic ring used wwf wrestlemania 8 turnbuckle pad goes that's how much the proton pack means to me yes i'm only seeing half of it so i kind of assumed that that was the proton pack (laughs) well i'm not gonna bring it up closer right now because we've got a show to do but all right fine (laughs) for those that don't know i'm a giant ghostbusters fan and uh when the ghostbusters afterlife movie which believe it or not a lot of people still don't know actually exists which it makes me sad but it's basically ghostbusters 3 for the original cast unless you count the video game then it's ghostbusters 4 and then if you count uh, answer the call with the girls then it's ghostbusters 5. but still it's the latest ghostbuster movie there's gonna be a sequel to it actually coming out this december which is very cool but when they release the movie uh hasbro and their haslab pulse which is basically their crowdfunding thing where they take advantage of of man boys like me and and people who refuse to mature and and take us for hundreds of dollars and this is what I refer to as a purchase back when I had money because this was (laughs) this was almost two years ago that I ordered this thing and it just came last week so oh wow that long oh yeah because they had to first of all they had to hit the funding goal then they had to produce the things then they had to get here from the slow boat to China no less And uh, and get to my mailbox or, you know, my FedEx stop or whatever, which is a whole other story (laughs) because just just trust me, friends, when you reroute a package, make sure you know where you're rerouting it. It was embarrassing. There's like there's like three drop off locations all very close to each other. And I swore I'd sent it to this other one. So I went to this this place like twice. Like, where's my box? It says it's delivered. Where is it? I'm like sorry it's not here i'm like you're keeping my proton pack aren't you <laughs> You guys are gonna sell my proton pack i waited two years plus my entire life for and no it turns out it was at this other store so yeah sorry right, you got it that that's that's the that's the, the big thing darn right, i do you want to know how many ghosts i've busted already how many none it's a toy <laughs> <laughs> But should the opportunity Arise I still won't Be able to because it's a toy Well then a you really don't have a cool toy
2: Then then you don't have any traps so That doesn't help either actually
1: sir uh, I have a mini Trap right here oh come on okay yeah. <laughs> yeah they just released these too. it's a little uh it's a little tiny Ghostbusters trap that Oh my goodness Oh yeah <laughs> Oh yeah you know the best part about that? They sell What's these that? bookstores. Wow. And, and gift shops, like my buddy Mike's uh, Glitch Gifts and novelties here in Saskatoon. So sorry. And yeah. you said you're only a giant
2: Ghostbuster fan. I might argue it, it's a bit bigger than that. Wow. Well, I digress.
1: <laughs> did, I, did I ever tell you my Aykroyd story? No. Okay. So. You can still Google me and Dan Aykroyd, Google Mike McGuire, Dan Aykroyd, and you'll see stories of Dan Aykroyd lying his ass off to me about what then was supposed to be the Ghostbusters three movie. And it was going to be in full swing and everything else. It was called Ghostbusters hellbent or Ghostbusters go to hell. And he had this whole story right now. I, I did an interview with him in Edmonton See, Okay. Yeah. And, and he was out cause he had just bought into Patron tequila. So he was hawking that and. You know the guy next door to me at the other radio station he was all over him about blues brothers and did a big thing and it was very cool meanwhile dorky mike is like is there gonna be a ghostbusters three ever (laughs) and that was a time where nobody was talking about ghostbusters three right and so he confirmed it i got like worldwide headlines for a day and then that was it for a long long time that was all we ever heard about ghostbusters three was my interview with him and it never happened Wow. At least, at least, not the way he described it. Because, like I said, there's been a few movies since, but yeah, that was when uh, when I met Dan Aykroyd and my my brush with Ghostbuster fame. But yeah, I mean, there's there's all sorts of things in my life I can tie to Ghostbusters, but I won't because we're a wrestling show. <laughs> so that's my uh, that's my nerdy purchase. Hey, did you ever buy that drum kit? I did not. What? Nope. Okay. I uh, I went. I the saw music. you made a post on the Facebook page saying, I'm going along on McQuaid for those who have been following along. You know what that means? No, no.
2: I, I just went along in McQuaid, but I, I I stopped myself from doing it.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. I can't imagine how somebody would make such a frivolous purchase like that anyways. Well, <laughs> actually, what I
2: might do is uh, I might set up like the drum set that I have right now in the garage and just mess around with that for a bit.
1: Wait, you already have a drum kit?
2: Yeah, 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 dude. It it was. Hold on, it was gifted to me. This is not like it doesn't what matter. I bought. <laughs> you
1: already have a drum kit.
2: Yeah, but it it's old, and it's it, this is a drum kit that I was playing. Do since they I was...
1: age out? Has I the technology <laughs> in the drum changed that much in the decades that <laughs> this, this drum is far more acoustically sound. You can really hear the thwomping on this one. <laughs> actually actually you can that's I'm sure you can (laughs) I'm sure there's all sorts of different skins I know a little bit about drums but not a whole bunch but I'm sure there's all sorts of different springs and skins and materials that make it and blah 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 but but honestly for the level you're playing at right now do they need to be like the best drums ever oh no no I don't need anything like that crazy then set up your drum kit i probably will hey speaking of people hitting things you did tell me about this earlier in the week and you're like should we talk about it on the show and i said well let's 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 see where it goes so a few weeks ago you told me about how your parents were in the philippines and your mom apparently hit her head yeah and, and there was oh. like there was like a hospital visit and traction and now she talks to ancestors <laughs> of the past and wears a giant head wound cap and all this stuff none of that's true right but but no 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 but but she did hit her head okay
2: and uh so i i I actually i picked them up from the airport on on friday Mm -hmm. and um actually sort of side story they got caught in customs for like two hours because of all the smuggling they do yes pretty much right so you know 80 year old couple smuggling drugs whatever anyways so hey hey
1: (laughs) Hey, who are you to limit their dreams because of their age?
2: (laughs) Anyway, so first thing I asked her is like, hey, mom, how's your head? And she's like, it's not my head. It's my ribs. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah. So I fell and I hit my head on concrete steps of all things. Right. And I'm like, "Okay, but you're not concussed. And she's like, no, I I got x-rays. Everything's cool. But when she when she passed out my cousins were there and they went to pick her up and they picked her up a little too fast and she got a muscle strain. (laughs) So the the bottom line is from falling down and hitting her head, she got injured. uh, Like she got a muscle strain. That's what happened to her. Where though? Like, like right underneath her, uh, like right by her rib cage. Cause they, they picked her up by the arm. And again, they must've picked her up a little too fast. And putting her in the car so yeah she bumped her head but what's injured quote unquote is her rib cage
1: is there not a general rule where we always see in tv shows and maybe even sometimes in real life if you've been unfortunate enough to see someone fall like that isn't the first rule like hey don't touch them hey man i wasn't there i don't
2: know all i know is that they picked her up put her in a car got her to the hospital and her ribs hurt not her head her ribs are these close relatives, Joe? <laughs>
1: yes, they are. <laughs> like very close to your mom? Yeah, yeah. Like they're all like yeah, it's very are, close. Are are your parents just, just between you and me here, are your parents like like super loaded and like have like a big will? Uh I wouldn't no, I don't think so. Not a okay. big will. Okay. I mean they've got a will and stuff, but well, yeah, I wouldn't but they, call them I wouldn't
2: of... I wouldn't call them super loaded. what, what is what
1: way. is uh what is currency in the Philippines called? What is that? Pesos do they have a lot of pesos
2: i mean yeah if you convert canadian to like the pesos
1: it's like i think no, like, no, no, no 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 no. i mean i mean like the equivalent of of oh, money period I, are, are, no are, are, no i i okay. know i middle class maybe i don't know so, so well that that can mean a bunch of different things joe right you know i mean right, right now I'd i'd probably do some nefarious things for a few million pesos i'm not saying i'd take your mom out by way of rib injury but (laughs) then again there's a good chance i'm not in her will here's the thing though okay even if i was
2: of that mindset and i am not i'm not saying you are at all but i'm 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 saying you might have some
1: sketch relatives over in the philippines
2: that are but the thing (laughs) is my parents have basically left everything to the kids (laughs) so like if 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 my if my parents go
1: out my boys are going to be fine. <laughs> like, okay, so. but, but, but what about the kids of the other relatives? The ones that like the this thing?
2: No, because my kids are the only grandkids.
1: So guess who uh, gets their asses spoiled? Uh, 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 uh. So what I'm hearing now is that you've worked out a deal with the family in the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. A you, you're, bit on, of...
2: <laughs> you're on to me, you bastard. <laughs>
1: It's just you got this master plan laid <laughs> on a table. Just take one swipe of the arm. This ruins everything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Although, also somewhat related to this. So mm. when I pick when I picked them up, I actually let them listen to you and me oh talking no. talking about her head injury. Right? Oh, No. And like you know, they laughed and stuff. They thought it was hilarious. Right? Okay. <laughs> So that was good. They thought they thought we were funny. let put it that, that way.
1: Well, that's good because forget the Patreon. We just took your <laughs> took your kids out of the will with that one. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, if you're supporting us on Patreon, thank you very much. We appreciate it. But but geez, we almost like I always worry about us saying something to make people like, you know, hang up on their buck a week or whatever, and here you are. <laughs> <laughs> My mom got her head wounded and you like that could cost you your kids, man. And and you and the relatives you've worked out your nefarious deal with in the Philippines. So
2: well, well again, they, if, if they ever become Patreons, we gotta stop talking about this. <laughs> like, Who your parents? <laughs> well, actually, my, my cousins in the Philippines. So
1: well, why aren't they? I'm not Do wrestling they know, fans. Are they Joe fans? My
2: well I, well, I don't know. I guess so. My entire family I guess actually. So. To, to eh. give you just to give you they some, could, some. They could good. take me or leave me <laughs> to, 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 to give you some context about this whole wrestling thing. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one in my family that likes wrestling.
1: Yeah. I don't welcome know, I don't know, to know where to I everybody <laughs> listening to this is life. OK, <laughs> you just described everybody that's listening to this show right now. Fair enough. <laughs> and And for those of you that have a spouse that also enjoys wrestling, realize you have found Atlantis. Yes, you you have. You can never get divorced. You can never even get separated, okay? Because you don't realize what you have if you're even close to mad at that person ever. Because if (laughs) I had someone that wanted to watch wrestling with me every day and then watch me come out of the shower every night, that would be the dream. That's a keeper. That's the dream. (laughs) That is hands down the dream. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, I did something weird this week okay and I'm gonna be very quick about it because I don't want to sometimes when I get talking about this stuff I get a little preachy and we got wrestling to talk about we got a three-hour 30th anniversary raw to talk about but uh given everything that happened with my mom passing away last year and and all the stuff around it and me being very critical about things that happened around it uh I have joined what is called a uh, patient family partnership. Okay. So believe it or not, the very health system, which I've been kind of calling out a little (laughs) bit, I am now going to be working directly with, to try and figure out what's wrong. Whoa. Right. That's actually
2: very cool. Isn't that crazy though? It it is. I mean, you know,
1: considering what happened, like I'm, I am yeah, like, it's, wow, it's a long story, <laughs> yeah, but it's a very long story, but and, and not a good story. But yeah, it just kind of came down to a friend of mine who said, hey, they're looking for people like you. And I was like, they're not looking for people like because <laughs> <laughs> I am one angry pappy. But sure enough, uh I, I kind of sarcastically applied and even said exactly what I felt about everything and they called me and they're like yeah we we want you in this thing i was like okay so the reason i bring this up is because this is an opportunity and i don't know how big it's going to be i don't know if it's going to turn into anything but it's still an opportunity to actually get in there and change things so if you ever feel like you can't do something like that take it from your boy on this side that i i never in a million years thought i'd be doing this and joe knows why and if you dig deep enough you'll know why too but Here we are. So, I mean, I I would say wish me luck, but I don't believe in luck. So, I guess I'll keep you posted if something happens. But, but then again, there's like confidentiality and all this other stuff. I have to. I I don't know. I get oriented later today, so or tomorrow, whenever you're listening to this, and so it'll be. But it's super weird. Um, and I'm looking forward to it because, again, it's it's a chance to at least say, "Hey, I tried." So for anybody that out there that gets shut down all the time and doesn't know what the hell to do, keep trying, keep trying. Cause you never know the the weirdest opportunity of your life might just pop up out of nowhere. So that's uh McGuire's motivational minute here for this week's episode. I think that's what we, we should probably do this. eh, We should like Mike's motivational moment or something. That is actually pretty motivational. Like
2: knowing the history of what's gone on, like the fact that you're willing to, give this a shot
1: that's really impressive dude like this
2: is all jokes aside that is very impressive man
1: well I appreciate that but the whole point of this is again like nothing I do is going to bring my mom back and I know that and it sucks and I hate it but whatever uh this could help someone else though not go through what me and my family had to go through so that's that's the end goal for me and it sounds like I'm trying to be this like oh, you know. If if so, nobody feels my. No, nah, dude. There's just some things I don't think that people need to feel, and if I can do something about it, cool. And that's the way you should look at life, man. If if you can do something to help anybody out, cool. You know, you can always you can always post your be good to each others and all this other stuff, but until you're actually living it, then then you're not doing it right. And that's probably a strong statement to make, but I'm I'm just tired of I'm tired of fake. People saying that everything's going to be great without any effort whatsoever. So, yeah, all right, this is getting too damn preachy, Joe. Oh, 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 all right. Can I can I tease what's coming up this week? Yes, yes, you can. Okay, so last week we didn't do it obviously because of the Jay Briscoe situation. So this week uh, on the main show, after we talk about the Royal Rumble, after God knows what else happens here. By the way. Uh, our Royal Rumble after party is going to be open to everyone. Ooh, everyone! Are you going to be there? I believe I am. Yes, I hope so. Because <laughs> right now it's me. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to open it up to everybody. So we're going to stream it live on YouTube, and no, no paywall, no nothing, because we want to hear from you. We want it's it's one of the biggest shows of the year, right? And we want to get people to sound off and 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 quote call in. Uh, And Mark Andrada assures me that he knows how to make this happen. So we're going to do that. And then on the main show, I'll have some more stuff with uh, Meltzer and who knows what else. But we are also going to have the clips with RJ City on. Oh, I'm so looking forward to that. These are some of the funniest things you're ever going to see, especially when I get to quiz RJ on RJ. So that's all I'm going to say about that But uh, nice. Yeah, so, so that's coming up for you as well of course uh, if you're a Patreon member you get tons of daily podcasts like like so much content you're, you're just going to be like stop I can't take any more content and we'll, we'll still give you more content but again a buck a week keeps the lights on here uh, keeps the fancy logos going and well I'm not going to lie it does not allow me to get another proton pack because I'll never be able to afford another one <laughs> But the week after, the guy who we slash me rip off weekly on this very show from Crime and Sports and Small Town Murder, he just happens to be a giant wrestling fan as well. He's a very successful comedian. Their podcasts, uh, him and his partner, Jimmy Wisman do great work together. It's hilarious shows. The one and only James Petragello is going to be on the show in a couple weeks as well. And if you don't know who that is, you're going to want to know who he is by the time it's done. And And these are podcasts I first found out about like years ago. Uh, actually, thanks to Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana was the one that that name dropped them on one of his podcasts. And I checked it out and I was like, this is the stuff. Right. That's hilarious. So anyway, on that note, to quote James Petragello, Joe, should we go on a trip? Let's go on a trip. We are headed to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where depending on who you ask, they're at the Wells Fargo center. Now the, the tickets out for this were a sellout 13,940. They actually said there were like nine tickets left. I don't buy that for a second, but somehow that number, when it gets into Kevin Patrick's hands turns into (laughs) 16,000 something, something in 75. I was like, wow. (laughs) <laughs> that's a jump maybe they open more sections i don't know but uh big house either way and uh, those initial numbers are of course from our friends at WrestleTix. so uh, there you go joe shall we start all with right Tamara? here we go and
2: i'm still gonna try to get this done within the hour all right so the time starts now All right. So we start off with the immortal Hulk Hogan coming out to intro the show. He says that a long time ago, a teeny show started called Monday Night Raw, and every week it got bigger and better. And at at this point now, he's having mic problems. Actually, he's been having mic problems since the start of the promo. Um, Eventually, though, dude comes out, gives him a mic, and he says, tonight we celebrate 30 years, then, now, forever, together. And what you going to do when Hulkamania, 30 years of Raw, and the Philadelphia Eagles run wild on you.
1: Oh, cheap pop. But I love it. I yep, love it. Big time. Yeah.
2: Okay. That uh, <laughs> that brings us to the opening montage where they show various uh, Monday Night Raw intros and moments. Um, I I didn't. There's a ton of them. But one the one that I noticed the most, because it reminded me of you, actually, oddly mm. enough, was uh, when they showed uh, HBK and Brett hugging. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So.
1: I had a um, party at my house for that episode. Oh, really? It was a really sad party. There was four oh. of us and two people didn't have a clue what was going on. That's all right. But <laughs> we called it the celebration because <laughs> Brett was finally coming back to Monday Night Raw. So very nice. Yeah, yep. Um, there, there was a cake. It also said celebration. And I drew a little character, Brett Hart, on it. And... Wow. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. All right. So. Can you believe people have actually had sex with me? <laughs> I can't. I'm sitting in this room right now knowing that it may never happen again after. Oh, <laughs> and you know, I'm, I'm not even going to touch that. So, anyways, coming Boy, back, to- <laughs> you in a long line.
2: <laughs> All right. So, uh, where are we at here? The bloodline comes out, and we are starting the show off with the trial of Sami Zayn. Um, As they come out, we see a recap of Kevin Owens beating down Roman during the contract signing on SmackDown. We have a huge Sammy chant. Roman gets on the mic, he does his acknowledge me thing, and he says, let's get right down to business. Uh, Paul Heyman comes up and there's a huge ECW chant. Paul says that ECW is dead and I wish the same for Sammy Zayn. This calls, was
1: out of nowhere, but hey, it worked. I
2: I, I know. I know. He's, he calls Sammy an Imbula Balapala, which apparently means he's a Judas who's been conspiring with Kevin Owens since day one. He says, Sammy's been leading us on a feel good uh, journey about ourselves, and he's making us feel like the fans of the Philadelphia Eagles. And we're going to feel like the fans of the Eagles when they get conquered by Barack
1: Purdy of the 49ers. I love that line, oh did you um, see the whole promo that Heyman did for Brock Purdy a while ago no i I, I heard about it. I haven't seen it, but yeah, like, like last they, week on NFL on Fox or whatever they they had right. Heyman do a whole Brock Purdy Brock. promo, I guess yeah <laughs> <laughs> um
2: okay, so he said uh, uh, Heyman says this is an open and shut case, and he has the video evidence to prove it. he shows four pieces of video that look like they're incriminating Sammy. Uh, One of them is the Uso's getting beat up with Sammy uh, running away. The uh, match where Jay is holding KO and Sammy won't hit him with a chair. The war games where Sammy's celebrating by himself on top of the cage. And then exhibit D where Sammy bumps into Roman during a promo. And he says, that's assault on the tribal chief. (laughs) (laughs) Paul says that that was an assassination attempt on the tribal chief oh, so, Sammy, so Sammy could become the head of the table. And if you're not guilty of anything else, you're guilty of assault on the tribal chief. And he begs the tribal chief and the members of the jury to find this rat bastard guilty as charged.
1: I do like how he used guilty as charged more than once for any of the ECW nerds out there that were, you know, just just want to hear a little little taste of Paul. Little bit tipping the hat to ecw but uh yeah it was fun it was silly i guess we should go on with what happened next though hang on but out of nowhere was
2: totally correct because it was like what where did this come from
1: well yeah because so for those that don't know the situation i guess dave found out after we did our recording yesterday for the main show is that the the wild samoans were unable to travel for whatever reason and i guess rikishi fell ill and this had nothing to do with whether or not the rock would be there or not. So um, it's, it's looking less and less like we're going to get the rock in any form or fashion for WrestleMania, which is sad, but uh, that that's why it had nothing to do with. I, I like to take Dave on these little tangents and be like, Hey, here's what I'm hearing online. Could it be this? And, <laughs> and no, we found it. It was simple as, as sickness and travel issues. So right. that's why everything changed, I guess. So here we are. Um yeah they they had to do something. They had to make it interesting because it was the Bloodline, it was the 30th anniversary show and it was a big deal. Yep. I actually thought considering that this really came out of nowhere from last Friday that it was pretty well done. And, oh, and yeah, that, look, I, yeah, I'm not knocking it. It was just kind of sudden, that's all. <laughs> and and Roman goes ahead to make his judgment and the sentence is apparently for Sammy to take a Samoan Spike from Solo. And just as Solo's about to do the spike, in comes of all people, Jey Uso. Yep. And Joe, take us through what Jey Uso did next. So Jay, okay, now
2: they didn't they didn't explain this well, but in in a nutshell, he shows defense exhibit videos. <laughs> so <laughs> um One where, uh, you know, he shows a match. It's a match between the Usos and Matt Riddle where Sammy was the one who distracted Matt Riddle by going to the back and doing the music for Roman Reigns, uh, where Sammy took a Claymore from Drew. Sammy took a chair shot for Solo. And then he stopped Seamus from breaking up a pin, um, you know, during a match with the Usos. And then the last exhibit was the end of the war games where Sammy takes out KO and allows Jay to get the pin. So Jay says yeah. this man's taken bullets for the whole bloodline. He says that he despised Sammy, but Sammy saw the good in him and never gave up on him. And that's what family does. He loves Sammy like a brother. And if he, and then he says to the crowd, if you want Sammy Zane to stand the bloodline, throw your ones in the, in the sky and both Jimmy and Jay throw them up. Roman gets on the mic. Finally said, he says, he says, I find you guilty for no, sorry. I find you not guilty for now
1: for finish now
2: out, <laughs> finish out tonight, make the bloodline proud. But then I don't want to see you again till Saturday at the Royal rumble. Uh, and that's where you're going to deliver. Your, that's where we're going to deliver your final test. And we're going to see if Sammy Zayn is the bloodline or not. Um, Sammy hugs. Jay and Jimmy is Roman solo and Paul leave the ring.
1: Again. I thought it was, uh, it was very well done overall. Yeah. Um, the Jay yeah. thing was great. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like again, yeah, you said it just like of
2: all people, Jay yep. Uso was the one that defended him.
1: This is a great long-term story that just keeps getting better and better. It seems. And so I guess yep. we'll see what happens at the Royal rumble when, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. This whole rumble is just a question mark to me. So uh, tune in for the after party because we'll be <laughs> undoubtedly surprised one way or another. Yeah. So. <laughs>
2: All right. So then we see Kevin Patrick and Corey Graves uh at the announce table. They enter the show and run run down what's gonna happen. Uh tonight's main event is Austin Theory versus Bobby Lashley in a no DQ match for the US title. We've got Bailey and Becky in a Steel Cage match. We've got WWE Legends, but up next we have the Usos versus the Judgment Day, uh i.e. Dom and Damien. And yeah. because, because there were no commercials, we went right to the match. So <gasps>
1: yeah they came right out yeah
2: they came right out okay so i'm not even going to move for move this basically at the beginning of the match judgment day pretty much have the advantage um throughout sort of this whole segment or part of the match and i'll admit i kind of found it underwhelming until until jimmy takes a dive to the outside and he sells that his leg is hurt The ref stops the match and he calls out the trainers He even held up the dreaded X sign and the Mm. the crowd even went, oh, so the trainers come out. Adam Pierce comes out and he says that Jimmy's hurts and protocol dictates that they must forfeit the match and the championship. But Sammy pipes in and says, hold up. There's a solution. We got one Uso down, but Sammy Uso is good to go. (laughs) Let me tag. Let me tag in and defend them with Jay. So Adam says, hey, I did it for Judgment
1: Day. I'll do it for Raw 30. This match continues right now. And all of a sudden, we get a brand new tag team match out of this tag team match. And I am am all in on this thing all of a sudden because I'm like, is this it? Is this going to be where he drops the ball? And it's over. (laughs) And Sammy Uso is no more. Joe, what happens next? All right, so the story of this part of the match,
2: though, sees Sammy basically refusing to let his team lose. Uh, as an example, he kicks out of the South of Heaven. He saves Jay from a pin after getting hit with the 619 and a frog splash. And the ending of the match sees Jay and Sammy getting the 1D for the pin and the win.
1: Absolutely incredible. That was... The- seriously dude (laughs) i'm with you on that this thing was a masterpiece it was shot perfectly too so big ups to the camera crew and directors because that one that one save that sammy makes after it looks like because dom hit the the big splash and everything after the 619 you're like oh this is it jay's gonna lose oh no this is it sammy's gonna lose and then neither of them lose yep so
2: we see Roman, Paul, and Solo in the back watching, and Roman reiterates that he doesn't want to see Sammy till Saturday.
1: All right. Man. Why is he then so we, mad? He just kept the titles in the family. Whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I guess we'll see. <laughs> you uh, got to watch the show. Right, got to watch Sammy? the show. Got to watch the show. I got to get the sound effects back into this thing.
2: Okay. So they now they go to another uh, backstage segment. It's JBL and Baron Corbin who run into Charles Wright. I guess playing the Godfather. I guess. Um, JBL's what do you, mean, trying- you guess. I don't know. <laughs> that was clearly the Godfather. All right, we'll call it the Godfather. You know, my anyways. favorite part
1: about that is that he's wearing the exact same outfit that he wore in Small Town, Saskatchewan, when I hung out with him for those shows here.
2: Oh, cool! The blue. Like, that's suit the exact
1: this? same clothes. Yeah. <laughs> he's got two suits. He's got a blue one and a red one, and that's it. That's the one he had. And and again, for the red show, he decided to wear blue. But what, anyways?
2: Whatever. So, all right. So JBL is trying to get Baron Corbin into a poker game, uh, but Corbin is not on the guest list. Uh, The Godfather with the Lions says, I don't got a Barry or Baron on this list. Uh, And JBL asks
1: so hard at Barry Corbin.
2: (laughs) JBL asks if he can talk to the owner and Ron Simmons comes out and he says, Hey, what's up with this stooge? JBL says, this is my protege. We're trying to get him into the poker game. Ron doesn't want to let him in, but Corbin flashes a bunch of cash, and Ron says, You know, I think we can find a spot for him and we can get him in. And they li- they literally walk through a door frame, and then there we are. A bunch uh, of no, it's, it's poker. the
1: APA's office. Yeah,
2: yeah. The, 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 but which it's, has
1: now been renovated to the APA casino. There you go. And by the way, how bad do you want to play poker that you're going to cough up $200,000? <laughs> just to get in the door like okay let's let's talk about this for a second most of these wrestlers aren't making that a year on their base salary once you get in there no. the ones that are on the indies aren't making that no so why are you pay- <laughs> why are you paying $200,000 to get into a room without walls to play poker against these people let's continue i'm going too much into reality right now
2: all right, cool. So, uh, they they show some moments uh, from past Raws. The one that I noticed the most out of this one was Becky Lynch when she got her nose broken, uh, and they do this throughout the show. So I'll just mention it when they they come up. Okay, so next up we have LA Knight in the ring, and he says, "Let me talk to you." Oh yeah. Uh, uh, last Friday, Bray Wyatt brought brought back the Firefly Funhouse a grown man in cell playing with puppets and spooky music. And I'm supposed to be scared of that. I was a little stiff, but yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he says Ra's turning 30 and there's a bunch of legends living on past glory. Bray Wyatt is living mm-hmm. on past glory. And if any of the past legends have a tingle in their loins, why don't you come out here and I'll give you a preview of the pitch black match at your expense. Yeah. Yeah. And then we hear. Bong. And a whole bunch of various. Matt Riddle Undertaker came themes. out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, out comes on his motorcycle, The Undertaker in his
1: American badass persona. Okay. So he- Stop tape right there. All right. Out came The Undertaker to his American badass music. Because at no time in the history of The Undertaker, Or the history of the American badass or the history of the hybrid dead man, badass, booger red, anything. Did The Undertaker ever come out wearing a t-shirt with pictures of himself on them to come to the ring? That's fair. (laughs) I mean, I get we got to sell merch. But do we really got to sell it that bad? Well, and it's The Undertaker. It's The Undertaker. Exactly. This is like the time when the Ultimate Warrior came out wearing a baseball hat. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's that's like a dog meowing, man. It makes no sense. So anyway, please continue. He, He comes to the ring. He gets on his bike. He goes in the ring. And then... Okay, so L.A. Knight goes out of the ring. Uh, And he says, you know,
2: before we take this anywhere, I heard what you said about I said, I heard what you said on Joe Rogan about the locker room being soft. And I agree with you. The top of that list is Bray Wyatt. He says that the the irony of the headline that we can create tonight is that L.A. Knight sends the undertaker to the undertaker. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was a little weak.
2: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So blah, blah, blah. Um, (laughs) Basically, the lights go off as as L.A. Knight's on the ramp. And Bray Wyatt's music comes on, and here he comes with a lantern. For whatever reason, Bray, her LA Knight, goes back into the ring of, of all places. <laughs> and then Taker grabs him, makes as if he's going to choke slam him, but ends up throwing him into Bray, and Bray hits his sister Abigail. Uh, Taker and Bray go, I, uh, they stare each other down. Taker whispers something into Bray's ear, and then he leaves the ring and he rides up the ramp. I gotta tell you, do you, do you read thought, lips? Do you read lips? I do not,
1: because I read lips. Okay, you know what, what he said? What, what did he say? He's like, "Hey Bray, you want to buy a t-shirt after the show?"
2: <laughs> and Bray was like, "What?" But you're Rest the in peace <laughs> after you buy my shirt. <sighs> I, I thought I thought Taker was having problems starting his bike. <laughs> he <laughs> sure like,
1: was, especially when the fan in the row there over the railing says, "No, push this button here." <laughs> He's like literally showing Taker how to start this bike. Oof! Thank oh, God they started, it or that could have been really bad. All right. Actually, that that would have been a raw moment because remember when Hogan couldn't get Taker's bike started? Oh right! Oh, there, there's something to go back and look at. That was wow. hilarious.
2: All right, so next up they go back to the poker tournament we see a table with Medusa Alpha Academy Corbin and DDP DDP wins a hand with a straight flush whatever um then they go back to the ringside area and they we see the cage lowering uh and we have Becky and Bailey coming
1: up next as we go to our first break yeah because right. that was the commercial free hour folks in case you were wondering let's continue segment two.
2: Back from break, Bailey's already in the ring. Becky comes down, and before she gets in the cage, she starts brawling with Io and Dakota. Basically, she gets triple teamed by damage control. They throw her in the cage. They beat her down some more. Adam Pearce finally comes out with a bolt cutter. He cuts the chain. Damage control climb to the top and celebrate as the refs attend to Becky. <laughs> we go. They, they hype up Lashley versus Austin in, in a no-DQ match, and we go to break. That was that For was it?
1: 30 years. We've been having cage matches where wrestlers will come and illegally or unprofessionally chain the door shut. You're telling me we have to think to go get bolt cutters now. Like, <laughs> shouldn't it be just a thing It's like, hey, guys, cage match. Make sure the bolt cutters are in the ring because somebody's going to try and screw with the door like they always do. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess it's wrestling. Wrestling. Hey. hey, hey, hey. All right. (gasps) All right. How did you feel about the match not happening? Because this is a big bill. This was something they advertised all week. Cage match. Becky Lynch. Bailey.
2: It it was even the way, like, even the the, the promo from last week, like, the way that they set it up. So uh, I I was a little. It was like, uh, all right. (laughs) Like, you know what? Like, I was surprised, but I wasn't.
1: You know, here's where the only way I can let it slide is this, and that is that they had so much to get through that that would, that would need to be a very long match. At the same time, they had other matches that went very long that didn't need to go that long. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think I think if I was a paying fan, I would have felt a little ripped off on this one, only because... It's these two people. We, we've talked before about Bailey and Becky on the show. We, we had this, what, a couple months ago where they were just one-on-one, right? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's, that's a match worth watching every time. Give it to me a thousand times. I'll watch it every time and love it. So to not get that cage, and I realize that's the good heel thing to do. She deprived us all of the cage match. Fine. But this was the 30th anniversary show, so I felt a little, eh, after that. Yeah, I, I agreed. Like, again,
2: I get it. I, underst- I understand what yeah. they're doing. But it was like, you know, I was kind of hoping for this show specifically that you would get something. And you didn't. So. Oh, yeah, well. Okay. So, uh, segment three, more pictures, moments from Raw throughout the years. And then we get the DX entrance music and outcome, <laughs> Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Road Dogg, X-Pac, and Kurt Angle. All uh-huh. right. Road Dog starts off, does his ladies
1: and gentlemen, boys and girls thing, and as he's doing it, oh he notices, come on, you can't just downplay it like that. You love doing this thing so much, you you do it for the friggin' SmackDaddy show, so you got to do it now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages,
2: D Generation X proudly presents its six-time tag team champions of the world, the Road Dog Jesse James. Uh, and then he goes, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> Kurt. What are you doing out here <laughs> and Kurt's like well I always wanted to be in DX um, and then Shawn Michaels
1: says well you got it you got to take a test and then Triple H does his are you ready well first of all you got to point out the fact that Kurt then took off his uh, retro oh, shirt yes to reveal a DX shirt he was wearing underneath that that was tucked in nicely and it's like oh he's wearing a DX shirt underneath ha! <laughs> very cool more merch all right yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> this is uh this is basically your three hour ad for wwe yes. and then triple h does his are you
2: ready and then kurt i thought this was funny he goes is that the test <laughs> 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 uh triple h says the are you ready and then just before he can do his let's get ready to s-. anyways gunter ludwig kaiser and giovanni vinci come out and interrupt
1: Imperium has arrived.
2: Uh, Gunther says, these are a bunch of degenerates, and you're making a mockery of this great sport, and we are here to restore the honor of this precious sport. We're here to kick you out of the ring, unless any one of you is going to do something about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I didn't note this out segment for segment, but all the DX members basically say, no, nah, I'm, t- I'm retired. No, I'm not going to do it. Road Dog's like, I'm too old. Xbox, like, oh, so you want me to do it? No, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, they they basically, this segment basically leads to a match with Seth Rollins and the Street Profits versus the Imperium. But before that match starts, Uh HBK says, hold up, we need someone to make this official. And Triple H says, man, if there was someone who could come out here and make sense of this situation and outcomes... Holla, holla. Holla, yeah, baby. Holla, holla. And he comes out. He says, hold on a minute, player. Now I got a perfect idea for you. Imperium tonight. You will face the street profits and Seth freaking Rollins in a six man tag team match player.
1: There was a lot of SmackDown on the raw 30th anniversary. Oh yeah. We're, we'll get to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's
2: continue. All right. So HBK says, hold up. We're going to need someone who can keep this chaos under control. That leads us to Kurt Angle saying, hey, I got an idea. And he takes off the DX shirt. And lo and behold, he has his referee shirt on.
1: Well, the red, white, and blue referee (laughs) shirt, which was priceless. Now, I'm about to make a very old time comedy reference. This show was actually in its prime before I was even alive, I think. But I remember watching on the Comedy Network and then I bought the DVDs because you could see (laughs) racy stuff. But did you ever watch Bizarre back in the day? I remember the show I I don't I don't remember like I, I know the show but I, I don't know so, a lot of it John Biner, this comedian hosted it and it was it was basically a raunchy comedy show that that was funny at the time I suppose but they would always do this bit where it'd be him and some woman and they would be talking to each other by taking off their t-shirts ah so you know he'd take his it would say one phrase she would wear another one and then eventually of course they get up getting naked or whatever but but that's totally what this reminded me of. I was like, "How many shirts does Kurt wear in a day?" Because <laughs> 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 at first I was thinking, "Man, he's looking a little hefty there." And then all of a sudden, I realized, no, he's 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 multiple. He's got some shirts on. There oh, you go. Oh, yeah. So, all
2: right. So, uh, HBKs, if you're not down with this, we got two words for you, and we go to break. Okay. Segment four. Back from break. Jerry Lawler joins us on commentary. And we have Seth in the Street Profits versus the Imperium. Uh, Seth and Giovanni start the match, and Seth gets the early advantage for his team. Dawkins tag- tags in and gets a quick pin attempt, but he gets hit with a drop kick. Or sorry, he gets hit with a clothesline from Vinci, and that allows Kaiser and the Imperium to take over on offense. Uh, Gunther and Seth tag in, and they go face-to-face. But Gunther hits Seth with a chop as Seth dives off the ropes, and we go to our next break. Segment five, back from break, Kaiser has the advantage on Seth, but Seth makes the tag to Ford, and he takes her over on offense. Now, this part of the match showed the Prophets and Seth paying homage to Kurt Angle as the Prophets got ankle locks on Vinci and Kaiser, and Seth hit an angle slam. But the ending of the match sees uh, Seth Seth, and, and, and the Street Prophets are getting a bunch of offense on Imperium, but uh, Vinci gets stomped by Seth, after a frog splash from Ford and Seth and the Street Profits get the pin and the win. And then uh, after the match, Angle, the Street Profits and Seth celebrate, and now we go backstage for yet another poker tournament segment. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Corbin's playing against DiBiase and he wins a hand and a bunch of money, but then IRS comes in and says, don't forget to pay your taxes. And he takes all of the money
1: Except for a hundred dollars, which I'm still convinced is less money than what they paid to get into the room to begin with. there.
2: <laughs> Ron Simmons comes in. he looks at the table, looks at them. Damn. Yeah, um, they announced that Charlotte Flair is here, more smackdown. and uh, we go to we go to break. All right. So I don't know if you noticed this, but during this commercial break, um, at least on on uh, TSN or Sportsnet, anyways, they had a uh, commercial for something called. It's a show called Against the Ropes on Netflix, which is like a lucha libre type show. So that's something to look forward to.
1: I've heard of the show. I didn't see that preview on on my stream because I use the network stream. So yeah, because because uh,
2: Ray, Ray was on that actually.
1: Yeah, and that's. Or well, wait, wait, I, wait, was it or was it you in a mask talking like Ray? I don't know what you're talking about, Joe. <laughs> Let's continue with the raw review.
2: (laughs) All right. Segment six back from break. We see more raw memories. And then we see Kathy Kelly backstage with Bobby Lashley. And she asks why the match became a no DQ match with Austin theory. Bobby says that there's a no DQ means no excuses. No way out. Theory can't keep his title by getting disqualified. And I can't get disqualified for what I'm, what I'm going to do to him. He says, I should still be United States champion if it weren't for Brock Lesnar, but I dealt with Brock and I dealt with my suspe- suspension and I have one focus and that's to tear Austin Theory apart and win my United States championship.
1: Do we, I don't remember what words he said, but there was the one part where he basically tries to like grunt out Theory's name. <laughs> it was just oh. like, it was just the most forced because like he just stopped opening his mouth. He pulled a Jason Aldean Yeah, he yeah. I th- opening
2: He's like, it's when it, can I get my hands on Austin Theory. <laughs> it's 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 actually it's it's when he said I'm going to tear Austin Theory apart. I think yeah.
1: that was the that's when he said it. So yeah. let's let's try and do the next part of our review. I not? No, it? no,
2: no. Let can. let let's not do that. Fair. <laughs> okay. So MVP comes in. He says, "Hey, I want to have a word with the champ." He says, "I have no doubt you'll do what you say you're going to do. You're going to hurt Theory and take back your title." And after that, we're gonna to go to the VIP lounge, pop some bottles, and maybe make some friends. Lashley said I didn't need yours or almost as almost his help uh to become the number one contender. So tonight let me handle my business. Yeah. All right. So back on the ramp, we hear woo. And out comes Ric Flair with I'm what I'm gonna call a Seth Rollins light suit. Um what the hell was this man wearing? It was like blue flowers on a yellow suit. That's were they blue was. or were they black? They look I thought they were blue. Uh. But they could have been black, I don't know. <laughs> I just remember thinking oof. <laughs> All right. Rick Ric Flair
1: looked like a photo negative of a couch from the 70s. <laughs> that's
2: uh that's that's very good, Mike.
1: <laughs> Kids a photo negative was what we used to use when film was used in cameras.
0: What's film, Uncle Mike?
1: <laughs> kids, a camera is what used to be a thing that people took pictures with before their phones.
2: <laughs> All right. So, Flair comes out. He says, we're celebrating 30 years of Raw. You keep our light shining. You keep the nature boys styling and profiling. And like I've said over the years, diamonds are forever. And so is Monday Night Raw. He's never said that. Not once. Not once. Except tonight. Ever. Yep. Uh, he says that the WWE has given me so much, but the greatest gift they've given me is the opportunity to watch my daughter exceed all my goals. And he introduces the greatest woman champion in the history of the WWE, Becky Lynch. Charlotte Flair. Oh, oh, come on, oh. Charlotte Flair! <laughs> right. All right, Trish Stratus. So Char- Charlotte comes out, and I got to tell you, I'm not used to seeing her shake hands with the fans. Um, Lita. <laughs> I'll take Trish Stratus. Bertha Fay. Hey, hey, don't don't you besmirch the
1: name of Bertha Faye? I am not. Rhonda <laughs> Singh was actually one of the nicest people I ever met. All Thank right. You very much.
2: OK, so Charlotte comes out. She says that Raw is where we revolutionized women's wrestling and where she evolved from a diva to the 14 times women's champion. She talks about some of her notable, notable opponents, but she says because of them, she can call herself the most decorated women's athlete of all time. She says that she may be the SmackDown World's Champion, but Monday Night Raw will always be her home. And then out comes Bianca Belair to the ring. She says that she respects everything Charlotte's done for the business, but do what you do, just not here. This is my show, my home. I do everything I can to show Raw, or I do everything I can to show Raw is the greatest show on television. Then out comes more SmackDown. Sonya Deville, <laughs> and she she runs down Charlotte and Bianca a little bit, and she asks, "What about people who work so hard to make this show special that don't get the spotlight every every week? People like me. You realize I used to run this show. I was the Raw general manager for over a year. Where's my recognition in all this?" <laughs> Was
1: it Basically, Corey that brought up that was one of the darkest times for Raw? And if you actually go back yeah, to the storylines ratings-wise, yeah, it actually was. Yeah, it wasn't too good.
2: Uh, Charlotte looks at Bianca and she goes, look, how about you handle this? And Bianca agrees and challenges Sonia to a match as we go to break. Uh-huh. All right, segment seven, Sonia versus Bianca. Um, They trade offense early. Bianca gets the advantage with a huge shoulder block in the corner. Bianca wins. Pretty much with a KOD out of nowhere. Thank you. All right. That was, by the way, in the next segment, too. Cool handspring moonsault, though. I'll give her that. It it was. But this was a two segment match. Whatever. All right. Cool. Uh, So after the after the match, Bianca gets on the mic. She says, uh, this is a preview of what I'm going to do to Alexa Bliss. She can bring out Uncle Howdy, Bray and the Funhouse, but nothing's going to stop me from saying. And still women's champion. We see Bliss on the big screen. And she says that for the last time, I'm your only obstacle. I don't need anyone to tear your face open with my hands, but I'll spare your eyes so you can watch me walk out with the Raw Women's Championship. Hot damn, that was dark and I loved it. Actually, I, lo- I love the line about I'll spare your eyes. That was great. That's <laughs> so. that's some next
1: level stuff there. That's like, yeah, yeah.
2: love, love, love Ooh. Alexa Bliss. She's great. So, uh, OK, then they do a Cody vignette. Uh, and then they hype up the rumble in tonight's main event as we go to break. All right. Segment nine back from break yet more raw moments. Cause you know, it's raw 30. Um, now I'm not sure if this is part of the show or not, but they, they did show a uh, like a W or sorry. What do you, what do you call it? Like a, a the wrestling game ad with John Cena.
1: Oh yeah. The, the 2k 23. Thank you. That's it. 2k 23. Yeah. This is huge for, yeah. Everybody that that was surprised by this announcement, we weren't sure when we were getting a new 2K game, but I guess they kept the wraps on this one pretty tight. And this will be very interesting for your video game purchasing dollar, because now this is yet another thing they're putting in the way of AEW. And some of the big things about this is that they have John Cena career mode in it, which is pretty neat. I remember when they did the uh, Daniel Bryan one, and that was awesome. And then they're also introducing war games will be playable in this new game. Yep. So you can,
2: you can also play as Bad Bunny.
1: War games will be in this game. <laughs> but Actually, you know what? Don't don't knock the Bad Bunny thing because that'll that'll sell that'll sell some I, games. I, I, I'm not knocking the Bad Bunny thing. Oh, no, I'm do talking you, to myself you, right now. Sorry. Do, do you play these games like the 2K? k at all? I haven't played in a while. I did play the career mode for Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan. Um, was that 18? It was a while ago. I haven't bought a game in a long time. I actually okay. borrowed a buddy's to, to play that career mode. Um But yeah, it's, uh I don't know. I, I, I think this one might actually make the, the purchase list this year because I got to get a new system anyways because mine cacked out. And when I do, I probably need a wrestling game, so why not? See, it's weird because like I'll watch wrestling. I'll read about it. I'll post about
2: it. I'll talk about it, but I draw the line of playing wrestling video games. (laughs) Nope. Don't want to be too nerdy about this. Actually, to be fair, I, I absolutely suck at those kinds of games anyway. So like (laughs) that might be part of the reason. All right. Anyways, back to raw 30. (laughs) We see the, we see the Miz in the ring. He gets on the mic he says the 30th anniversary of Monday Night Raw and where's my Miz TV? Where's my championship match? Where's my celebration of all my amazingness? All my moments on Monday Night Raw? It'll Suddenly out of nowhere? Next week's Raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Out out of nowhere, KO comes out and he hits a stunner on Miz. KO gets on the mic and he says Roman is guilty of holding the universal title hostage for 2 years. He gives everyone his word that he'll do everything he can to take the title and give everyone a champion they can be proud of. And he says he'll keep fighting until he has nothing left. On Saturday, I take the title or I die trying. Miz gets up. Stunner part two.
1: And Kevin Owens is going to die on Saturday. Oof. (laughs) Yikes. All right.
2: All right. They run down the Royal Rumble card. I'm not going to do that, but they, they run it down. And then we hear A-Town down and out comes Austin Theory as we go to break. Uh-huh. Segment 10 is our the start of our main event. Austin Theory versus Bobby Lashley. No DQ for the US title. Um, wow. Well, th- this first part of the match was like 10 seconds. Lashley dumps Austin from the ring, throws him in the barricade. Of course, he hits the ring post spot
1: and we go to break. <laughs> yeah. Bobby Lashley can't avoid Ring posts. <laughs> he <laughs> loves them. He lo- it's it's like a Romeo Juliet situation. He would rather die than not be able to come in contact with a ring post. He yes. he's got a vial of poison next to him at all times, just in case they say, "Bobby, no ring post tonight," and he's like, "Really?" Unscrew, unscrew, unscrew. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay you can hit the ring post. <laughs> Thank you. Screw, 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 screw what's <laughs> all back right in his pocket
2: <laughs> segment 11 back from break lashley is still in control but theory gets a rolling drop kick and a backbreaker for two he hits lashley with a chair and sets up the chair in the corner and grabs a table from under the ring um but austin's the one that ends up getting thrown into the chair in the corner by lashley and then he sets up the table in the corner Lashley follows Austin to the outside, but Austin sprays fire extinguisher into Lashley's eyes. Well done, Austin. Theory throws him into the ring steps, and we go to break.
1: Okay, pause for a second here. Can we can we go back to calling him Theory? And okay. The reason why is because somebody even brought this up on the thread, the raw thread that goes up on our SNME Radio Facebook page, and it was. Uh, It was talking about how they just kept calling him Austin Theory so they could say that Austin uh, headlined Raw 30.
2: (laughs) Okay. I'm trying
1: trying to find the actual comment here, so please continue.
2: Okay, so segment 12, and normally this would be reserved for segment 16, but segment 12 is the last segment. Okay, so as we come back from break, Lashley hits a superplex, and somewhere during the break, another table has been set up. Lashley gets a spear, uh, or sorry, Lashley sets up for a spear and, and goes for it, but Austin stops him with a kick. Lashley gets a hurt lock, but Theory breaks it up with a low blow. Um, but Lashley ends up slamming Theory into the table. But then suddenly we hear Brock Lesnar's music. Dun! Dun dun
1: dun 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 you are? not going to Boom 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 boom
0: boom 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 boom
1: boom 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 Brock comes to the ring. Dan oh God! Dan comes Dan, 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 Dan and Dan and Dan and Dan and Dan 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 I
2: mean, he, he hits an F five on Bobby, then he hits an F five on Austin Theory onto
1: Lashley for the pin and the win. Yeah, that was kind of neat. I like that's like it yeah. wasn't the typical drag him onto Lashley's you know corpse. It was yeah. I'm gonna F five you onto him and that's your pin.
2: <laughs> but like, here's the thing: that whole segment was shorter than you beatboxing Brock's theme because. <laughs> <it> <laughs> so uh us uh, oh sorry
1: theory is still your champion as brock leaves the ring and we go off the air you know what stood out to me more than anything about this is that brock's beard is bigger than otis's right now and that's not right in my world
2: (laughs) that's just i'm not okay with that
1: at all by the way you ignored one of the greatest lines tonight to come out of one of the poker sessions that was when uh (laughs) Gable and Otis are playing. I don't remember who they were playing against. I think they were playing against Corbin and and JBL, but (laughs) but uh, Gable keeps folding. He's like, why do you keep folding? It's like, it's the most genius play. Meanwhile, Otis is next to him and he says, well, I'm not a genius or a folder. (laughs) He throws this all in bed. Uh, It's like Otis is just, oh man, thank you, Otis. (laughs) we're just existing you wonderful human you i'm not a genius or a folder that should be a t-shirt well Uh, okay that next condom we're still waiting for that one too right where's that uh speaking of merch they did release some limited edition title belt replicas for raw 30 and they only made 30 of each Wow. So you can bet they were selling for a ridiculous amount of money, but they were kind of cool because what they did is they took the, uh, the belt from each era and kind of made it look like the entrances. Right. So the one from like the Bret Hart era, like the original 1993 era with the, the neon lights and everything. Yeah. They actually made the winged Eagle with the neon lights on the belt strap. So, I mean, it doesn't actually light up or anything, but I mean, that would be pretty cool. if They did. That would uh, be actually, I have no idea how much these things cost though, but I do know that one guy, uh, in a, a belts group I follow bought one and he didn't say how much he paid for it, but I'm guessing it was more than what they normally charge. I, yeah, I would guess so. <laughs> well, and that's just the thing too. Like that's where all the money is now. It's not even in, in the tickets. They don't care about the tickets. It's TV and merch. Yep. And the amount of merch that WWE's pumping out these days is insane. Like, like, forget about t-shirts. Even it's not even t-shirts. I remember when when Punk like left, right, and people were like, "Oh, I bought your t-shirt, you owe me." It's like, yeah, you make like three dollars off of a t-shirt, right? It's this high end stuff that's out there now. These these belts and and the trading cards. The trading cards are insane. Really, trading oh, cards, yeah, big time. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, just ask our our new. Uh, our new sponsors for the main show total sports cards dot, or totalsportcards.com uh you know the, you sell these hobby boxes i mean they're pretty cool you get some signed cards and you know cards that have like pieces of gear in them or whatever but still there's some insane money out there in in trading cards for wrestling wow it blows my mind man it exhausts me too well, oh so that was ra-
2: that
1: was raw 30. Yeah, done very, once very abbrevi- again. <laughs> very abbreviated, but that was it. In less than an hour. We talked more about our BS, I think, than we actually did the show. No, we still talked more about the show, but it was uh... <laughs> it was pretty close. So, friends, that's what you get every week from us here on Tuesday Morning Cooked, And, of course, if you join the Patreon, you get tons of daily shows. There's all sorts of stuff. Uh, Dr. Mouse Lunch Party. Of course, you got the BAM podcast where Boris and Matt talk about uh, all the fringe wrestling out there. As well as uh, they have NXT Talk for you. We've got the Smack Daddies. We've got Joe and Mouth who take you through AEW Dynamite. We cover Rampage. We cover everything. We're just there. And don't forget, Saturday, free for everybody, you can join us for our Royal Rumble after party where you can call in, give us your thoughts as well. And it'll all be streaming on YouTube and, and free for everyone. So join us for that. Joe, thank you again for doing a wonderful job taking us through the show. No, thank and- you. The last thing we're going to do before we go is Joe. We were going to try and do this last week, but somebody fell asleep. <laughs> Joe revealed that he actually has some recorded music. So I've, I've gone through the songs that I have here. Oh no I haven't listened to either, <laughs> but we're about to listen to one entire one together. We so are. Which Joe song? Okay, tell us, tell us about these songs. There's Walk on Water and We Are One. Which one out of the two is your favorite?
2: I like if I had to choose as an overall song, probably we are one. But Walk on Water is the one that I'm probably the most proudest of in terms of a performance. Now, what do you do in this? Do you sing? Do you play drums? Do you uh for for, for both tunes? I play drums, but for Walk on Water, I'm also playing
1: the bass. Oh, So you're not singing in either one of these? No, just backup. That's it. I don't. All right. Well, you know what? Then listen to the drums and bass of this song <laughs> from Joe's former band. What was it called again? Oh, wait, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. Oh, tell it's me. St- I don't remember. Ultra. Ultra, that's what it was. Anyway, so here's Ultra from what year? Oh god, I don't remember. Yeah, neither. Do I did 90 something. All right, it was 1990 something. <laughs> this is Joe's band Ultra walk on water with Joe Aguinaldo on drums and bass at the same time no less that's the <laughs> most impressive part <laughs> until next week thanks for listening let us do we do please say drive say that have